Hi, welcome to the podcast of The Kelly Cutrera Show. It is Tuesday, December the 22nd. Yesterday, the premier announced that we'd be heading into a 28-day lockdown as of Boxing Day. And you can imagine the folks at Blue Mountain who just started their ski season on Saturday are not too happy about the fact that they'll be closing down this Saturday. We'll talk with Tara Lavelle from Blue Mountain about uh, what is going to happen at the mountain and how you can get your refunds. That's coming up. Uh, but first, let's start off with Andrea Horvath, who joined the Mike Stafford show to criticize our premier on taking so long with this shutdown. I really do believe that we're facing this longer, deeper, wider lockdown uh, because because he didn't act sooner. And because this delay, in, in my estimation, um, is exactly that. It's the caving into political pressure from the caucus. It's, uh, it's you know, pressure... Uh, from big box CEOs, it's, it's, you know, these are the, the things that everybody, I think, knows Mr. Ford is weighing, uh, but mm-hmm. the deal always ends up on, on you know, delaying decisions, which then hurt Ontarians. There's one thing I don't understand about that clip with Andrea Horvath. Um, it, she mentioned it's the pressure from the big box stores, and that's the reason why it's staying open. Well, uh, big box stores are still going to be able to operate under this lockdown because as it stands, they will have to just limit their capacity and their capacity will be 25%. Grocery stores and pharmacies will be limited to 50%. So really, it's little businesses that are getting the advantage here as far as uh, extending the lockdown because big box stores are able to stay open anyways. Uh, but, you know, I was trying to think about it this lockdown from the perspective of of not uh, public health, but uh, the health of businesses. Rocco Rossi joins us on the line right now. He's president and CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Rocco, not to say that public health isn't important because it's paramount. Everything depends on, you know, a healthy society. But um, I often lean on why we're doing this for public health. I just wonder, yesterday when you heard the news about uh, Doug Ford not closing everything down, locking everything down as of Christmas Eve and waiting till Boxing Day, what your immediate thought was. And by the way, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, uh, Kelly. And you're absolutely right. Um, the the sector that's really uh, hit hard uh, with the lockdown is not the big box. It's the small businesses. And this is devastating. It is uh, for want of a better phrase, a, a boxing day punch to the gut. Um, and we understand, you know, we're, we're not doctors. We want to do what's right by the public health uh, front. But part of the reason we are where we are um, is that uh, we don't have enough testing, tracking and tracing to really follow all of the cases. And so, we're left with no choice but this blunt instrument of of total lockdown, which which harms the good and the bad, those who are following the rules and those who are not. Um, and it, it's incredibly unfortunate, and we will lose uh, more businesses through that. So it, it was good that they also put some additional immediate supports on on uh, top because uh, small business is dying. Okay, well, I want to get to that because I think that we all look around wherever we live and we see that small businesses are closing their doors and, you know, the four lease signs going up and it is it is tragic. Um, it's also necessary that we get this pandemic under control because the numbers are rising. But I, I want to talk about um, Doug Ford. You know, Andrea Horvath was pretty... Um, 
she, she was pretty severe when it came to Doug Ford, you know, delaying this lockdown. And she's not the only one. Other experts are saying, you know, the longer you delay it, the more cases of COVID we have and the worse off our hospital systems are. I get that. But he, Doug Ford mentioned that um, he was waiting for a couple of more days, not closing things down on Christmas Eve because he wanted to give stores a chance to move inventory, to move things. What are your members saying about the, uh, you know, if they can actually move some of their inventory and make some money over the next few days what are what are their thoughts well look everyone hopes that uh consumers are thinking local when they're thinking about the holidays and and look many of those uh stores have gone online um because of uh of covid so do that extra click that will make a difference but there is also a practical reality which is if you've got things like restaurants with uh, food that goes bad. Uh, you, you, you can't stop at, at a dime. You need at least a couple of days to sort through everything and, and, uh, and just be able, to, uh, be able to wrap things up. So there is, there is a bit of a practical reality in all of this beyond uh, trying to let them uh, make a little bit of money before the shutdown. Did, did you have the premier's ear at all before when this was being worked out? Uh, look, we're everyone is contributing to uh, to the discussion. We've uh, been contributing to the discussion. The OMA has the OHA. Um, so, you know, the the premier is put in the very difficult position of having to uh, to balance and listen to all of the voices and come to a final decision. I want to play a clip from Andrea Horvath uh, talking to Mike Stafford on the morning show here on six forty Toronto this morning. And Rocco, she uh, punctuated the need to support people. You know, this is the decision you're making. What are you going to do to support people through it? Like, are you going to put a complete ban on business and household evictions? Are you going to actually come to the table, get you know, get off that, that money that's kind of sitting there waiting to be invested and actually put it towards saving small businesses so some absolutely more direct support of what they offer is a drop in the bucket? Uh, yesterday, what they offered. I mean, it, 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 are we going to help people, you know, who lose income? Uh, there's just there's just a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of damage that's happening here, and the government needs to step up and, and support people. Rocco, that was Andrea Horvath talking about, uh, you know, the grants being a drop in the bucket. The grants you mentioned earlier on, uh, the, the Ford government mentioned yesterday between $10,000 and $20,000 to businesses who um, will be able to use the money at their discretion. And these are businesses that must be able to prove their revenues declined by at least 20% in April 2020 compared to the year before. Uh, do you think this is a drop in the bucket? And what would you, what are your members saying about this? And what would you recommend the Ford government do to really help your members? But the reality is we have to look at the total uh, package of, of help um, because, you know, Andrea is absolutely right. Uh, it alone is not going to save businesses, but it is a it is a piece to add to the rent subsidy program, the wage subsidy program, the SEBA loans, the uh, help with uh, property taxes and energy bills. Um, the, the problem is for many small, medium-sized businesses uh, who, you know, the, the person is head of HR and, and chief legal and, uh, you know, bottle washer and cook is that they, they've just had difficulty even applying to all of the things going through uh, the, the, the paperwork. And so 
um, you know, she's absolutely right. There, there, there is money that's sitting there that hasn't been claimed because people have to ha- have to go through that process. So we've been pushing to make it as simple as possible. And also, we were very pleased that these ten to twenty thousand dollars are outright grants. They're not more loans. Businesses are already up to their eyeballs and beyond in debt, as you can imagine, after almost 10 months of this. Um, and, and so we're at a stage where um, it is just going to be outright cash to be able to get to the other side of this. I want to thank you for your time, Rocco, and I, uh, I wish you uh, happy holidays. I know it's going to be t- very tough to have a happy holiday when you're thinking about all your members in the Ontario uh Chamber of Commerce and the people that you represent, the business owners that don't know what they're going to do through this lockdown. But uh, all the best to you and yours as you as you hunker down and and try and find some relief for your members. I appreciate that. And uh, in the meantime, stay positive and test negative. What a different uh, holiday season this is going to be. You know, perhaps your kids are going to be opening up their new skis and their snowboard. They were looking forward to at least uh, enjoying a little outdoor time, safely distanced during this pandemic. Maybe we're hoping to head to Blue Mountain. Tara Lavelle is Public Relations Manager for Blue Mountain. She joins us now. Tara, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me, Kelly. Uh, such a drag, because I was talking about Blue Mountain just opening up for ski season uh, last Saturday was your opening day. This has got to be the shortest ski season that you've ever experienced at Blue Mountain. You'll be closing down as of Saturday at 12.01. Yeah, we're suspending operations. So um, we're complying with all of the um, updates from the government. We are slowly ramping down operations leading to Boxing Day. But we're hopeful that after this, come January uh, 23rd, we get the green light to bring people back to the mountain. How hopeful were you that you were going to be left out of this lockdown? In short, very. (laughs) At the very least, skiing and snowboarding. You know, there are a lot of the sport itself, being outside, um, being physically distanced, making sure that our guests are wearing face coverings or masks. Those, Those elements of the sport of skiing or riding were were um, things that we were confident we could we could put in place. Um, the team has worked really really hard since March, really, um, to look at skiing and snowboarding at Blue and reimagine what it would look like this year. Um, so when we opened for our 80th anniversary season on the weekend, it was it was kind of a a bit of a relief to see yeah. all of what we've been planning actually get put into place. So you were going to ask people to ski with masks on. Oh, yeah. So if you're coming to Blue Mountain Resort, masks, face coverings are required. And that's in the village, that's outside, that's in the lift line, that's on the chair, and, of course, in indoor spaces uh, that are shared. So, yeah, we absolutely required that. We had a whole list of personal responsibility code elements that um, we are requiring guests to review and abide by while on resort, um, along with physical distancing and proper hand washing, all the things that um, we've been given guidance on up to now. So, um, it's disappointing, uh, but we're really hopeful that we can come back in January with the rest of winter and get outside and enjoy it. What was the level of compliance this uh, the past few days that you've been open from uh, people heading to Blue Mountain to try and you know take in some uh, some of the runs? It was you know it was good. I think it's been such a challenging time. It, we've been open since the summer because we're a four season resort as well. So people. 
are familiar, at least our, our team and a lot of people are familiar with the resort, they've been hearing us kind of um, go out there, reminding them about all of the things that we need to do to make sure that we can continue getting outside and enjoying blue. So um, I think a lot of people were happy to just follow those those guidelines from public health just to be able to get out and ski and snowboard. Um, a lot of people just wanted, they said, if we had to wear a mask, fine, as long as I can still be on the mountain. So uh, it was it was pretty good, and people were really happy to get back out there. They still have a few more days, um, but uh, we are ramping it down, and mm-hmm. we will still look to, you know, we'll have snowmaking running. We will keep our operations with a focus on reopening come the end of January. Let me ask you about the online tickets because I know a lot of um, a lot of ski resorts were planning on t- taking everything online to to avoid any contact at all. The least amount of contact would be uh, great. So, um, uh, presumably, you've been reserving guest uh, lift passes online for dates through the holidays. What happens in that situation? So there are. Um, so how we had set it up was we were managing capacity by moving all of our lift tickets online. You wouldn't have been able to walk up and get a lift ticket at Blue this season. Um, so that was so that if we saw peak days that we would typically have in the season, there there may not actually be lift tickets available. So through most of the holidays, there weren't a lot of lift tickets available because we were anticipating a busy a busy time. So pass holders would have been given priority access during that time. So we are um, we are working as diligently as possible through anybody who had a stay booked, had programs booked, or had lift tickets booked um, during the lockdown time um, to cancel those or defer where we need to. Um, but as you can imagine, our teams are um, very busy, and to the best of their ability, they're going to get back to everybody as quick, as efficiently as possible. But it will take a little time. Okay, so you're, I'm guessing your phone is ringing off the hook this morning. People looking for uh, refunds yeah. uh, for their reservations. Yeah, uh, so if you're phoning or emailing and you're waiting for some time, even on our social media channels, if you're waiting for some time, know that we are working to get back to everybody. But um, it, these are this is news and uh, an update that we were hopeful would come our way, but it is there. So we will get back to everybody as, as quickly as we can. Well, Tara, I wish you the best of luck as you continue to, you know, get the uh, Blue Mountain, the hill ready for ski season when you reopen, hopefully, fingers crossed, on the 23rd of January. Thanks so much for uh, giving us the update on this very short start to your ski season, but hopefully uh, things change at the end of the the, um, month coming. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Always a pleasure having you around. Don't forget, we broadcast live 9 to noon daily on 640 Toronto. Hopefully you can spare some time for us. Have a great day.